Hello and welcome to the 30th episode of MTO Weekly. We're going to talk a little bit NBA and international play. Obviously, Paul George's injuries, uh, main topic of conversation. We're going to talk the, M- the MLB trade deadline. Um, we're going to talk about Roger Goodell. It's pretty much weekly now that we find a way <laughs> yeah, to put him in you here. You know, football's getting close. Yeah, uh, a little Dustin Johnson. Talk about cocaine a little bit. And so, <laughs> <laughs> let's start with Paul George's injury and just your reaction when you saw it. Uh, it was it ranked up there. I mean, it was pretty bad. I mean, that's one of the worst injuries I've seen. I mean, like the wear one was pretty bad. Um, I've seen video of the Heisman. I'm um, seeing like you know UFC fighters tear their stuff in half. Like that was that was pretty bad. Um, and you, you felt bad for. Him. I mean, like it was it was kind of weird. And it's one of those things where it's 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 gruesome, but you can't stop watching. Like I think I probably replayed it like six seven times. No, nah, I, I could stop watching. I watched it uh, once, and I was like, okay, that's all I need. No, nah, I was there like I was a doctor. I was like trying to figure out like, oh, okay, yeah, he hit the the tibula and the fibula definitely. <laughs> you like, like that's when it happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was all up in that. Yeah, for me, I, the only reason I really watched it is because we we do this podcast. I don't really like to watch stuff like that. I mean, I still try to play basketball from time to time, mm-hmm. and you kind of need to be able to jump with confidence. <laughs> <laughs> and anytime something like the Kevin Ware. Or Deshaun Livingston or something like this oh, yeah, happens. Yeah. I really just don't want to jump anymore. I feel like I kind of want to be rooted to the ground for a while. Um, so, yeah, for me, it kind of ranked up there with those two. Um, the Livingston, just because of, like, where it happened. Oh, yeah. um, and then with where, obviously, because it's basically the same thing. Just yeah. snapped. And on something that was kind of routine, I mean, he kind of just went up and kind of challenged hard. It wasn't yeah, even crazy. It wasn't even, yeah, it's just freak so, accident. Yeah, so I guess coaches understand when their guys are not challenging fast breaks anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, no, I'm not, I'm just letting dunk it. Like, I'm not gonna run it. Yeah, especially in the ex, that's what sucks. This is an exhibition, too. Yeah. And I mean, it seemed like people were saying the stanchion was a little closer than, it, yeah, because it it's not an NBA arena. Right, um, exactly. Yeah. So they're Vegas. not, they don't have the NBA regulations. I'm not sure he, I had to watch it again. Like I said, I only watched it once. I'm not sure he stepped on the stanchion. He would kind of, his foot kind of, st- I think he did it regardless. I, it looked to me like his foot hit the stanchion as it was breaking. Like, right. As it broke, right. and then since it was left now, it just went. <laughs> I'm not even trying to make a joke of this. It just sounded funny, but it went into the stanchion. Right, no. So, yeah, like I said, I thought he was going to do it even if, I mean, the stanchion could have been another two feet back. I just think it was one of those things where, like, you know, it, it happened. I mean, yeah, like, where? He just came down. I mean, what do you Yeah, that was, that was, but in both instances, it looked like something that was just bound to happen. Yeah, I mean, it looked, it looked unavoidable, really. What's I'm saying? I mean, drink more milk. <laughs> I mean, what else can you do? I mean, I think something just happened. There ain't enough two percent in the world that would stop that. <laughs> Gotta stop drinking that chocolate milk. That was gonna happen regardless. That was. It's a it's a sad injury. Um, and I feel bad a, for him. I mean, because he's, he's very just good starting to peak. I mean, his career starting to peak upwards, and you mean you can tell by all the players' reactions. I mean, I really, I, I really, I felt bad for him because I mean, it, this close. I mean, your exhibition game trying to make trying to make the squad careers going up, I and mean, for Indiana, that's talk about a big blow. Yeah, that, that team's done. That's just all oh, yeah. to it. That's a lottery pick now. They they might as well take with 76ers because they're not winning muddy games. I mean, no, I mean, we'll kind of, I think Hibbert will get exposed a little bit this year. Oh, yeah. They're going to ask yeah. him to be the go to guy. He's going to prove that he can't. Yeah, do I mean, that. Hibbert, Stucky, and George Hill. I mean, West is the best player on that team right now. Agreed. And, I mean, he's a good player. He's probably, I think he'll be unaffected by this. They better show some New Orleans Hornets videos and have uh, George Hill and Debbie West in the pick and roll all game. <laughs> yeah, but George Hill's not Chris Paul. No, he is so. not. <laughs> so that is not going to work. Um, but anyway, speaking of the Pacers, um, obviously Larry Bird came out and made his statement. Um, and then there's been some chatter, some quiet chatter, hasn't yeah. been too loud, about maybe pulling NBA players out of international play. Yeah, I think I know how you feel about this, but go ahead and tell the world. Yeah, I think it's an overreaction. I mean, it stuff happens. I mean, honestly, athletes get injured getting out of the shower. I mean, 
they a lot of these guys ride motorcycles. You gonna take them off motorcycles? I know there's some contracts they have quads, but I mean they do dangerous stuff all the time. They're on boats. I mean anything can happen. So playing a sport that he plays all the time, like what's the difference? I just these guys work out over the summer. You can't prevent that. You're gonna say don't work out because you might get injured. So stuff happens. I think it's an overreaction to it. I mean I know it's not the same, but somebody saw put on Twitter a good point saying, you know I know it's not exactly the same, but I kind of agree with the, the notion of you know well Messi gets injured in a in a and a qualifier, you can just, I mean, or something like, I mean, we're totally just, sorry, we're not sending our guys to the World Cup. Not going to do it. To me, it's the exact same. I don't see how it's any different. Some I mean, guys are trying to say that the World Cup's kind of like the pinnacle versus, you know, but that's the problem. I think that's honestly the issue. We don't value international play in basketball like the rest of the world I does. And I think it's this, a shame. If this was the Olympics, then I think we'd, it would be the same level. I just don't think FIBA World Cup basketball will ever be World Cup soccer. Right. Because World Cup soccer is probably the biggest event. No, clearly, yeah. Sports. World Cup soccer is bigger than Olympic soccer. Yeah, it's the biggest event in sports. Right. Like, bar none. Right, yeah. Cause, yeah the world so, I mean, obviously there's going to be a little different level, but it's the same thing. Basically, that's what, yeah, you that's take them from your yeah. club and you put them in an international competition and then you get to hurt. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just going to happen. Look at Neymar. Neymar got knee in the back yeah. and he can't play for Barcelona currently. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna, he said he's making a quicker recovery than expected, yeah. but still, the, the premise right. is still but the Barcelona same. But Barcelona isn't like, sorry, you need to stop playing for yeah, Brazil. Yeah, I mean, it, then, to their credit, the paces aren't either. Right, but correct. For me, it's just like you got to think about how long ago the dream team was now, and yeah. Paul George is the only injury I can think of. Yeah, seriously. So it's been over what twenty years? About yeah, about twenty years yeah. now, a little over twenty years, and we have one injury. So I mean, it's really that's good. Right. Really, it was a think freak injury it. too. I mean, it's not like somebody hurt him and did something to him. It just it was a freak injury. It yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of sports. Yeah, really. he could have did that first game of the regular season in the NBA. Yeah, I so. mean, he got hurt playing basketball. That's the thing to me. Yeah. Like, I could see if he was playing like a flag football game yeah, or something exactly. like that. And you've seen like, like at the Pro Bowl, you see guys yeah. you know, in the NFL playing flag football. Yeah, you know, but in, it, in the beach. And yeah, so if I could see if he's playing like, for instance, there was a player from Virginia Tech that was playing basketball and tore his ACL. I mean, obviously, you can't tell him to stop playing basketball, but I, it makes more sense to me because he's a football player. Right. But this guy, I mean, he's going to be playing basketball. It's just yeah. so happening. I just think it's silly to be like, you know what? Because we would think you're going to get injured, we you're not going to be able to represent your country. Like, I think that's kind of bogus. Yeah. I mean, we kind of renewed this emphasis on representing your country because w- when we lost. Um, so to go back just because of one instance, I just think is wrong. And another thing that a lot of people have brought up that I agree with is we can't just ignore that these type of tournaments don't help grow basketball in exactly. general. Yeah, exactly. Like, make it a global sport to whereas we have more competition and we have more overseas influence and just better players and a better brand of basketball. So this plays a role in that, and I think it would be, like you said, I guess the word of the day is overreaction yeah. if we pull them out just because of this. And not just that, but it develops your own players in your NBA. I mean, you got guys like, I mean, you're going against the best of the best. I mean, you like Kyrie, Lillard. I mean, they're going in practice against the best player so you can develop your own talent you mean talk about your investment your investment is going to come back to you know to training camp better than what he was because he worked yeah. out all summer so i mean like this benefits you too you know for the, the for the teams that are in the nba yeah and to my last point i guess is like who would you put in there then because if you put in high top college players like for instance if you want to put like jabari parkers or jill okafors then if that happens to them then the college teams are going to be just as mad right and the NBA execs that might have drafted someone. So, like, if you drafted a Jabari Parker and he plays in this, right. and then the Bucks would be mad. All right, so moving on, the MLB trade deadline just closed, I believe, it on Friday. Uh, Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. See, that's how much I pay attention. It just feels weird even saying MLB. Sorry to all the baseball fans. But, uh, so, yeah, but to their credit, some big trades took place. Uh, me being a Red Sox fan, I saw Lester go, but I'm not too terribly hurt because it seems like he should be coming back. 
And then uh, David Price was traded, which I think we all kind of knew what was going to happen. It's just a matter of where. So uh, the big two things in baseball, Lester, David Price, how'd you feel about the trades? Do you think they were pretty even? Oh, well, the first thing that I noticed about the trades is it was interesting that it wasn't just prospects. It was players that we've heard of moving in these days. Right, it was MLB for MLB. Like, yes, yeah. like Cespedes moved. And that's, most of the time when you get baseball trades, it's prospects. Yeah, like, I was surprised when I read that. A player to be named later, later yeah. or someone that you've never heard yeah, of. Yeah, somebody in double-A ball. And they may end up being good in a few years. But a lot of times you can't even correlate that. Like you don't even really remember that he was a part of that right, trade. Exactly. They have to kind of remind you. Um, with this one, I know who Cespedes is. Oh yeah, and, good, yeah. and so it it was interesting because then also in the in the Tigers trade they got rid of Austin Jackson. Yeah, you know, like, again, yeah. I know who that is. Yeah, so. I mean, he got like pulled mid game. Yeah, trade. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's made it a little more interesting because both teams get play players that you know of. Yeah, exactly. Um, it doesn't sound doesn't sound as one sided. I mean, obviously a lot of these trades aren't. It's just we're not, we don't really recognize the young talent. Right. Because baseball does a terrible job marketing. So I'll throw that in there. Um, <laughs> but I thought they were good trades. I mean, I, the one I would question a little bit is the, is David Price because they were just starting to make a move and he, yeah. was, he was pitching. And great. I feel like for David Price, they didn't get, I don't think they got enough back. I mean, Austin Jackson saw a piece, but I feel like what the Tiger, I mean, maybe I don't know. I guess like they could have got something back more than what they got. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know. I guess. And then probably maybe they had to deal the work the deal so late that they just figured something better than nothing. Because, I mean, it came down, like, they literally got it in just before the trade deadline closed. So maybe it was one of those things where, like, we got to get something because he's, he's leaving for sure. So I just – I feel like they could have got more. Like, they should have been working on this more progressively. They should have been on this before, like, and not the last second. They should have honestly traded him probably during the offseason and got better value out. I, I feel they were they're definitely looking. And, I mean, there were some – don't get me wrong. I said that there was names that you know. But there were some also some prospects involved. Yeah. Um. So maybe one of those prospects, I don't know – baseball prospects so maybe right. there is a guy that in three to five years can can be that guy that make this trade worth it i'm not really sure but yeah if it's if austin jackson is the headliner and the end all be all then i don't think they got right and also one thing that's also and just just thinking about it it might play to the point of temp bay doesn't really have that kind of payroll i mean they don't they don't they don't have a yankees payroll so yeah if you can't pay them they probably can't afford well. to have big name guys come back because they couldn't afford to pay them anyway so yeah. they kind of live off low-key you know Prospect. I mean, Longoria was a prospect when he first came in, and he just ended up blowing up. But yeah. they cut how they kind of make their living is on these guys you never heard of, and then they end up either panning out. Which is also interesting because that's usually the way the A's do it. Yeah, and they've kind of got away from from Billy Bean yeah, style. Most, yeah, um, and getting Lester and getting Samarja, and and doing that in a way that's not very. It's not the Oakland A's way, and I wonder if that's just them kind of getting impatient with the fact that they've consistently been one of the best teams in the regular yeah, season. Yeah, and I think yeah, and I think it's part of um, their division. I mean, they see Anaheim over there, um, and it's like, you know, we need something to combat those bats. And so getting some arms to against, you know, Trout and Pujols and them. I mean, I think I think a lot of that stuff, I think it's reactionary to what's going on in your division. So um, I think that's probably what it comes from, because you're absolutely right. Typically, you don't see... I'm, I'm surprised they're this aggressive. I mean, trading for two pitchers and two high-caliber pitchers at that. Yeah, because, I mean, they traded for two pitchers, and those two pitchers are probably the biggest names on the team. Yeah, seriously. Like, before that, I don't yeah. think there's players that you really I don't think know. Josh Reddick is really doing it for anybody. Cespedes was probably the other biggest name. He's yeah. Not even the, and I heard he wasn't even that liked in the clubhouse, so I don't know. Maybe that's, I mean, I was like, why him? But apparently. I mean, you always hear the shade after people get yeah. traded. That's <laughs> just what happens. I mean, listen to Harden and, and oh, uh, yeah, Howard Parsons. about yeah. Parsons. All of a sudden, he's not good anymore. Right. I'm sure if you'd asked him during the season, they'd be like, he's an intricate, he's an integral part of what we do here. <laughs> but all of a sudden, he's gone and he ain't nothing. So, yeah. I mean, I don't tend to listen to the rumors after the fact. Right. It's just people rationalizing what they're doing. And one thing I think is also interesting about baseball, it seems like it happens all the time, is that um, I feel like in a lot of other sports, when they trade players, you try not to trade him and feed. I mean, they pretty much, the Red Sox and the and the, and the Rays, 
gave top pitchers to teams ahead. Like, they pretty much helped out, you know, the Tigers and helped out the A's. Typically, you think, oh, we want to give somebody an NL so we don't, you know. I mean, obviously, the Red Sox can't see nobody because they're not going to the playoffs. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's just kind of weird to trade them to teams that you might see still in the future. I mean, I feel like in the NBA or something like that, you're like, all right, well, we're going to trade them. We don't have you know, Minnesota. Yeah, we'll trade them to the Eastern Conference. We don't want to see David. You know, we don't want to. We don't want Kevin Love at the Lakers, you know, and seeing him, you know, all the yeah. time. So I just in baseball, they kind of like they don't even care. And it kind of goes to the point where we're talking about about stars. You know, it's like you trade, like honestly, you're just like you're you're a contract. Like all right, bye. Like I just not that we can't we can't trade Lester. I mean, John Lester is the ace. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. And the Red Sox are like, eh, bye. yeah, yeah. Well, apparently they have arms in their farm system. They just don't have any bats coming right. up. Well, at least not power. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah exactly. We've yeah, seen like a lot of we've seen a lot of their their prospects come up and they've been fielding very well. Yeah. They just haven't been hidden. Right. So they just, they don't have it in their farm system. So they just figured we'll just go get one. Oh yeah. Cause um, they don't have a ton of young arms. Cause they pretty much unloaded the whole pitching staff. Yeah. So they got rid of lackey also. Yeah. And Felix DeBrant went to the Cubs. So yeah. yeah they <laughs> emptied house. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think obviously the, the A's and the Tigers were top two teams anyway. So who, with these trades, who do you think has the edge? I honestly think the Tigers have the edge. I mean, that pitching staff is ridiculous. I mean, when you can go Price, Scherzer, Verlander, and Annabelle Sanchez, like, stop it. I mean, they can come right... I mean, the A's can come right back with Samarja, Lester, Sonny Gray. Yeah, and, and I, I'm I sure I'm forgetting, yeah, I'm forgetting I'm somebody forgetting else. Forgetting they got Casimir? Right Casimir is yeah. the way I was thinking. So, I mean, they technically, by the numbers, they have the better staff. Right, because Verlander hasn't been pitching very well. Right, yeah. But I would give the A's the nod. I mean, the the Tigers the nod just because they have the bats. Yeah, with the arms, I just kind of assume Verlander's going to be Verlander. Yeah, at some point. Um, so when it comes to the postseason, so I would give the edge to the Tigers as well. Yeah, especially if you're making Verlander like I was running on the radio and in their staff the way he's playing, he might be the third starter in a series in a best of five series. I mean, right now if you're just going by the numbers, he's fourth. Right, and so if Verlander going against the other team's fourth starter, depending on who it is, is still. I mean, you still like a chance, even if he's pitching poorly. If Verlander is my first starter, I'm in. I'm in okay shape. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but those two are definitely in the class of that side. Oh yeah, totally. All right, moving on to a game. I think we're starting to like a lot. Uh, care don't care. Um, you guys know the game. Uh, mention some topics, some statements, and then we'll let you know whether we care about them or don't care. So first up, NBA putting their Twitter handle on the ball. That's pretty much a slam dunk. No pun intended. <laughs> um, I don't really care. Like, That's why this, it took you so long. Well, this has an isolated incident. I don't really care. But I do think it's kind of interesting just to see how important social, social media. media has become to where it's on their, their product now. Right. Um, so I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't particularly care that much. I don't think, I don't know how many people are going to go follow NBA just because it's on the ball. Like, right. I don't really think, I don't know how much that's going to actually work. I don't know how much in a game that you actually see what's on the ball anyway, right. towards you're just watching the game and you're like, at NBA, I wonder what they're tweeting right now. Yeah. I don't, I don't really <laughs> think that's going to happen, but I do think it's interesting from the aspect that social media is having such a presence that you see. Yeah. I mean, it's not just sports, it's in all companies. So I just think it's kind of interesting in that regard, but do I really care? Not really. No, yeah, no, I didn't either. I was, I mean, I don't. There's a lot of other writing on the ball. We don't, we don't really care why we care because your Twitter handles on the. I mean, especially because I'm pretty sure the NBA is not tweeting anything actually of interest. Yeah, I mean, they had to be PC anyway. So yeah, they're tweeting anything. So funny. yeah, it, yeah, I'm actually, I don't know. Like, it totally didn't excite me. I was like, oh, 
Congratulations. I mean, I think, um, you know, EA Sports was excited because they showed a screenshot of NBA Live 15 with the Twitter handles block. That's the only thing that franchise has to be excited about, <laughs> Twitter handles. But I was actually surprised it was news. I thought yeah, it seriously. was just kind of happen. And then they just, maybe on the back pages or something, you had to find yeah. it. But that was some That's how slow it is until football starts. I mean, that's, that's yeah, pretty much where we're at, people. So, uh, all right, next up, Patrick Peterson, you know, with his ongoing feud, which he says is just poking fun at Sherman. He is the highest paid corner by, I think, like $100,000. I think it's like $14.01 million. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even 100000 What is that, one? Was that like $10,000 or something? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, highest paid corner in the NFL. Um, care or don't care? I don't care. Um, mainly because it's just the way contracts work in the NFL. The next guy up is always going to be the highest paid. Right, naturally. Um, I mean, Nate Clements was the highest paid for a while because huh, his contract was yeah. up. And who knows who Nate Clements is today? Like, if yeah, that's a guy I, that just went away. We should do a where is he now feature. Yeah, we'd have to find him first. <laughs> but anyway, back to Patrick Peterson. is he's, he's deserving of having a really high contract because, I mean, he's a very good player, very versatile player. Um, but the reality of the situation is the next time a cornerback has a contract, he'll be the next highest player. Right. Next time uh, Joe Hayden, actually Joe Hayden already got his, but right. whoever's, whoever's next up, Ty Law, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Patriots. Uh, once, um, Revis? Yeah, Revis, sorry. Yeah. Is he wearing 24 too? See, that's why he screwed me up. I was thinking 24 in Patriots. My bad, I'm aging myself. There's probably yeah. some kids like, who, Ty Law? Ty, <laughs> Law? If Ty Law hears this, he'd probably be really excited. Lord, Lord. He's probably the most, <laughs> the most press he's gotten. Yeah, press he's gotten in a long time. But anyway, yeah, I just think it's kind of the nature of the business. The next guy up gets to be the highest paid for. Yeah two weeks and then they get the next contract and so on and so forth. So I don't really care for that reason. See if we can trend Ty Law. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, the meat and potatoes of care or don't care. Uh, Roger Goodell defended um, the NFL's uh, suspension of Ray Rice. Uh, do you care or don't care? What do you have to say? I mean, I care but just because it's a big topic. I'm not, I'm probably the only guy in America that's really not that upset about the two games. Um, I think a lot of the outrage is phony. I really do. I mean, I've said it last week, and I'll say it this week. There's been plenty of DVs in the past. This is the first time anybody's ever been suspended that I'm aware of for DV. Now, there's been a lot of guys that broke the drug policy and hit their significant other and got suspended for the drug policy and not the DV. That's happened. So I don't understand why when someone actually does get suspended, there's outrage when, for years, people haven't been suspended <clears throat> at all. Right. And, I mean... Be honest with you, he got hit harder by the NFL than he did by the law. I mean, you got to think about two games of suspension. Also means two game checks. True. true. So basically, he's losing what five hundred thousand dollars, probably at least. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the fine by the law wasn't five hundred thousand no. dollars. So he got hit worse by the NFL, his employer, than he did by the law. And yet we're always talking about the NFL. How come no one's really outraged by the fact that in America you can hit your wife <clears throat> or girlfriend or fiance or what have you, and you don't have any jail time? Like, that's an American precedent. Forget the NFL. Like, our legal system allows it. Like, isn't that where we should be focusing the issue with? I don't understand why everybody's... Well, we've known our legal system is is whack for a while So now. we just... I mean, have we not known the NFL's been crooked for a while now? Like, is this new? Is this new information for people? <laughs> that they, don't, they didn't know that? Well, I mean, so here, I'll let, so here's my point. Now, I'm not really going to talk about the ban much. I had the problem with his exact comments, and there's two things that I had beef with, and so I, I, this is why I care about this. 
he was saying it's consistent with his other punishments, which you kind of mentioned of, this is the first time, so what are the punishments you're talking about? <laughs> so, you know, I mean, just talking outside of his mouth. Um, and then two, you know, he mentioned about how this is his first offense. So my whole thing is about as far as the consistent part. Ben Roethlisberger in 2010 got suspended four games for, you know, breaking the personal conduct, which was because of the alleged rape. So he didn't get convicted guilty. Just the NFL was like, you know, pretty much learn how to control yourself four games. Why is Ray Rice's any, like, why didn't he at least get four games? I mean, is that not breaking the personal conduct? I mean, hitting women is what is that like? That's actually appropriate conduct. Allegedly raping somebody way out of line, but smacking a woman, you're within your rights. I mean, I just don't understand like how, like, I understand it's, yes, I agree. Domestic violence and rape are different, but you're still. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> the, it sounds to me like you didn't agree with that. No, but my point is, it's still terrible. I mean, it's, I just understand like how, like, the alleged rape, you know, we know he put hands on her. Like, it's not like he two-pieced her. We know that for a fact. So I understand how, like, alleged rape gets four games. We know for sure you you smacked, you know, your fiancé two games. Like, you know, one's alleged, one's for sure, and one's four games, one's two games. But see, here's another thing. We don't really know what happened. We know for sure that the cops said that there was domestic violence, but I also know that domestic violence is a wide range. So we're acting like, I mean, we saw him drag her out, which yeah. looks awful, but we do not actually know what happened. And so we're saying, like, everybody's just assuming that he just hauled off and punched her in the face, which he very well might have. But we do not know that is what I'm saying. We're, we're saying, oh, yeah, two games is too little for what he did. And I'm waiting for anybody to tell me what he did because the video hasn't been released to anybody but the authorities as far as I'm concerned. I haven't seen the video. I don't know if anybody else has been privy to this. So, I mean, we're trying to come out with the, with the equitable punishment, but we don't even know what happened. Like, we really don't. So, I just don't... I think the outrage is because of the video. Because we saw her dragging out, and it looks awful. And before anybody... Before Michelle Beatles of the world come out here and say that I'm defending <laughs> domestic violence, I'm not. I, I think domestic violence is a terrible thing. Personally, I just think it should be handled in, in, with our legal system. Right, Rather, that, that goes... I think that's the part that needs to be sending the message. Because what happens if you're not in the NFL, and you go upside okay. your So, then here's my second point. Because that's what we talked about. It's like, you know... Talk to Ray Rice, stand-up guy, and he's impressed me. I don't so think on, that should so matter. On, so on, so on. And then he's like, you know, this is his first offense. So, first offense, like, why not? Like, what happened to make an example out of somebody? I mean, in that case, maybe Donald Sterling should still be a GM. I mean, still be an owner of the team. Well, this ain't his first offense. First of all, Donald Sterling, he got, he got priors. <laughs> Donald Sterling done this before. I'm saying, but I just, I just, but I mean, is it against the law to be a racist? I mean, you can be one, you just can't say anything, like, crazy right but i mean you can be a racist it's not, right? it's not against the law but it's bad for your business fair enough like, but it's not very against, bad for right against the law. so i guess my whole thing is saying like oh well you know because you don't mention like the justice system you know you know because like they were kind of pretty your point like well he got off so i just feel like you know so if the justice system gets you off easy as our own entity we don't our rules are kind of different you know what you know what i mean i just i guess i don't get it like if some guy literally like you know beat his mom nearly to death and then for somehow some you know think oj simpson got off we all have to figure out how that happened. So my point is, something heinous can happen. You get a, you get acquitted, and then so the NFL gonna be like, well, okay, two games. Sorry. Here's here's a question that I asked that I haven't heard the answer for. What would have been the appropriate punishment? I feel like at least half a season, honestly. Half a season. Yes. You feel like half a season for that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you want to prove a point, like if you want to make sure, because that's the problem with the NFL. We all this, we all these guys doing drugs, and you know, like. And I understand that Kyle Harris always say, like, the penalty doesn't scare anybody. Well, guess what? It's going to. Hit your hands and put your hands on one more time. 
So I have a question for you. What if he is just two piece the dude knocked him out? What's suspicion for that? I don't know. It's not gonna be anything we have seasons. That's just that's just the way our side. Would two works. games be fine with that? It probably wouldn't have been a big deal. You'd have just see it have been and ran across the ticker. You could have had video of the two piece and it just been a, it would have been a blurb on the bottom right. Ray Rice, you know. Matter of fact, the dude would have dropped charges. He wouldn't even been a dude. Probably went to trial. So basically, the the violence, when dudes get hit, it don't go to trial. So basically, violence hurting somebody and all that's really not the issue. To me, the issue is sexism. Is really the issue is chauvinism and men hitting women and men putting down women and glass ceilings and things of that nature. It's a hot button, a lot like. The racist thing was. Fair enough, yeah. And people want heads rolling because they're tired of sexism. And they're using this as a way to create social activism. Which is the reason why I don't I think it's kind of a farce. Because if you want to talk about sexism and social activism, that is fine. I mean there's it needs to happen because there obviously is a lot of progress that needs to be made in this country. But I don't think Ray Rice needs to beat the figurehead for that. And I don't think two games or four games is really going to stop people, stop women from getting hit. I don't think if Ray Rice gets eight games, all of a sudden you're going to see DVs drop. I don't, I don't think that's even well, You can at least try to drop them in your own league. I can't control, you know, the NFL can't control all of America. I'm not going to drop them in the league because eight games, is all it's going to do is make a labor fight. That's all that's going to happen. Eight games for that. What I mean, as soon as somebody has any kind of thing that in the legal system is higher than a DV, Based on our legal system, because they do use that, then he's got to get the whole season, right? That's why I mix. Mean, what's higher? So what's higher than DV? Rape? Yeah, it would be higher than DV. Well, yeah, rape. You ain't got to worry about. It. If you get convicted of rape, <laughs> you don't have to worry about what Roger Goodell says. I'm saying, but like when I look at stuff that's higher than, than DVs, I'm like, well, yeah, that seems about appropriate. I mean, there's something like what? I mean, obviously, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if you know doing a Jim Israel is higher than a DV. So, for instance, Vic should Vic have got a season after he came back? I was actually gonna say that because I don't think he should have. I mean, that's two years versus a slap on the wrist. Right. Well, I mean, the I legal totally... system would say that that's much worse. Based on the way we discipline it, right? Because that, that was exactly where I'm gonna go. There. I, mean, I know we're running on time, so I'm gonna move on here shortly. But I mean, that's my whole point. Is like, why did the NFL give him a year? Because of the pressure of, of other like outside pressure. But did they give him a year afterwards? Actually, I don't think they really had. I, to. Think, I don't think they did. Did he just, apply for reinstatement, or did he just he come back? He apply for reinstatement, but I'm pretty sure he came back right away. I'm pretty sure he had like a four game suspension. He's a backup, so it didn't really matter. Right. And that was it. So, I just think saying eight games, which is fine. I mean, but now you set a precedent. Right. Whereas so whereas Jim Irsay, <laughs> with the drugs in his back, like he's selling, he should be gone. Yeah, and from, real quick, I guess he should point. not be. Other, he should be Donald Sterling. Really, I, think, I guess for me, I guess personally speaking, I think the why I have a big problem is, is because of the drug thing, and so I'm that's why I'm comparing it to because I feel like, you know, what is Josh Gordon tra- guilty of in court? I don't. I don't know. I mean, that's their. That's a, to me, that's a separate issue. But still, policy. I mean, like honestly, you have drug policy fine, but don't you have like like I said, we have a personal conduct policy. So, and all this mischief get some games too, right? Yeah, for sure. He's going. He's telling. Like he's going to get one. He's waiting for his ruling, but it's not like he won't get hit with something. I, I know one thing. He ain't gonna get two. No, he's not because because <laughs> hitting somebody is not as bad as just having some legal guns. Yeah, so well, he's not gonna get two just because of the backlash. Backlash. Oh yeah, he's probably gonna be, going to be. He's two. Probably gonna get at least four. No way. He's gonna get less than two. Think so? He'll get one max because of all the women that are gonna cry foul if he gets more than two or even two. Do we know it? We'll see what happens, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it. It'd be I, terrible I publicity if he comes out with two or more games hey, for Wallace Smith. Guns kill people, not domestic violence. 
I think this could be domestic violence with guns that kill people. I, I think that could happen. I don't know. I, I think so too, but I don't know what Roger Dell's going to do anymore, so it's all against to me. It's got to be, to me, I don't think he's going to get suspended. It's got to be a, at least one. Do one a, is the max it could do. do. pool at work over under four games for its <laughs> this, pool to me, it's going to be interesting because... And Hardy's too. Hardy's got to at least get two games, right? I mean, he's got to. And he can't get more than two games because Ray Rice only got two games. So now he's put him. Hey, and Goodell's all about consistency. So I mean, yeah. So this to me, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to sit back and watch. Personally, <laughs> I think people have the wrong target. That's just my opinion. I mean, what the NFL does. Okay, I mean, I get it. You want them to make an example, but I don't understand how the NFL supersedes the legal system. I think because the legal system for us is untouchable, but the league is. It's not untouchable. I mean, there's lawmakers. There's people that we can influence to make laws. I mean, when you really think about it, here's a here's a stat I'm going to make up the top of my head. <laughs> 99% of DVs have players that aren't for people that aren't in the NFL. So right. stricter NFL punishment has nothing to do with the majority of d- domestic violence. The majority of domestic violence is going to be handled in the court. So maybe we should focus on that. Oh, I agree. But you know how America works. People who are in... You know, supposedly a higher social class or, you know, more out in the camera have a higher, you know, responsibility and duty to the rest of America than your average Joe. Like, you know, if I do something bad, it's not a big deal. But if LeBron does something bad, you're LeBron. Yeah, to me, this just... How dare you not pay the meter mate? You know what I mean? This just boils down to what I always say is it's easier to tear down someone else than it is to build yourself up. So this is just another example of people tearing down the NFL, Ray Rice, Roger Goodell, so they don't have to work on themselves. And I think that's where a lot of the phony outrage comes from. Sounds about right. And I'm, if this was national, I'd probably be the most hated man in America. <laughs> nah, but, Cal Herp, I guess. Be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He was, he was co-signing with everybody else, though, on this one. All right. So, getting to a little short on time. So, uh, next up, we got the Hall of Fame class. Um, Nays Williams, Andre Reed, Walter Jones, Michael Strahan, Ray Guy, Derek Brooks, and Claude Humphrey. Do you care? Don't care? I care because of Ray Guy. I just think it's great that the punter got in. I mean, it's and part of... great name. Yeah, and it's part of, it's part of the game. I mean... That's probably Al Davis's last great pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a punter in the first round. Yeah, I so, mean. I mean, other than that, I mean, I don't really have a beef with anybody that got in. I do. I mean, everybody. Aeneas Williams is a Hall of Famer to me. Andre Reed says some things <laughs> that I don't really like. But on the football field, he's a Hall of Famer to me. Walter Jones. Yeah, agreed. Michael Strait. Yeah, I agree with all the names. No, no, actually, I don't agree. I have a problem with the class. Just real quick. Um, I just like to say Andre Reed, I have problems because I feel like he he been quiet all these years. Dormant. <laughs> you know, and then suddenly he get a little, you know, going to the Hall of Fame. He got some cameras on him. He want to talk bad about Johnny Manziel and you know who the f is this and blah 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 blah. It's like, dude, like, like chill out. Like you ain't got in yet. I mean, yeah, I mean <laughs> you ain't seriously though. I mean, it's supposed I, to be a joyous time in your life. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you so- in Ohio, like you might your stuff might get defaced. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like you in the state of Ohio, you might want to chill. You might not make it out. Johnny's <laughs> the boy. You might not realize. I mean, seriously, though, I mean, you might get Drake in there, like, saying, I get it, I get it. <laughs> you know, it's the OVO crew right there. So I just feel like, they're crazy. So I just, I don't know, like, I just hate when people, like, you know, they're quiet, suddenly they get a little clout, and now, like, they're the rules on everything. I mean, have some class. I mean, seriously, though. I mean, I agree. You should just be quiet. You're making your city look terrible, trying to represent Buffalo. Yeah, I think you should just be quiet, but I'm not going to judge him on football. I mean, I agree I hope with they go to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Bills fans. I hope your team moves to Toronto. Just because nah, they agree. moved. They need to go to LA. No, Toronto. <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, if you go yeah. move, you need to go to LA. No, I hope it goes to a city that doesn't even really care about football in like Toronto. <laughs> just, 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 just because I'm going to read, the whole city has to suffer. Oh, they bring hockey sticks to football games. 
just to make y'all mad. I don't even appreciate it. <laughs> oh, they named their team the Toronto Hockey Players in the NFL. <laughs> you come harder at Andre Reid than the NFL is at Ray Rice. <laughs> Bazinga. Anyway, let's move on to something also pretty interesting that I feel like it's getting buried a little bit. So, Dustin Johnson took a leave of absence, correct? Yes. And then it came out that, no, he got suspended for crack. Crack cocaine. Right. Which was interesting. And Regina <laughs> did the hell of a drug. Yeah, and so it's kind of interesting in general that he's been at pretty much top of his game while snorting coke. I mean, to hey, me, Tiger Woods is the top of his game out here sleeping with, men, with various women. Maybe that's the secret to being good in golf. I don't think, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think sex is mind-altering in the way that you can't use a driver. <laughs> I think cocaine has some effect on hey, <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Maybe, just saying. Maybe he was such an addict, he needed a way to get this money. So yeah. he just started playing Well, better. the biggest thing is that, is that the PGA tour came out and said, no, we didn't suspend him. Which yeah. is like, wait, you're so you're like, no, you should be suspending him. Like, you shouldn't be like, oh, no. Yeah, and that's... You didn't suspend him for coke use. The whole story is interesting. That's why I care about it. It's like, first of all, you don't really hear cocaine come up too often when you're talking about professional athletes past Michael Irvin. <laughs> Michael Irvin. Ball. I bet you his golf balls made of coke. <laughs> Who knows? He gets up and spots it, sniffs it, puts it back down. I ain't stupid. I know how this works. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know there was a residue that came off the ball <laughs> yeah. every time it landed. Like, he's really focused on that butt. <laughs> Nailed a 50-footer. <laughs> but to me, the fact that they went out of their way to say, no, we didn't suspend him. Yeah. It's like, no, it's like, okay to suspend him for coke. Yeah. be mad. So, like, why is nobody upset about this? I guess this is my whole point. It's like, why is nobody so upset that they went out of their way to basically support a coke addict and no one has a problem with it? Yeah, and they were all on Tiger, Wood, Tiger Woods for his adultery stuff. But yeah, uh, This dude is snorting coke. He's doing, and yeah, and he's the doing PGA basically got his back. Yeah, I mean, he's They already, went out of the way like, no, we support him. He's just taking the leave back. They probably all He'll do be it. back. Probably, all do, probably do lines in the clubhouse. That's fine, but in public, you need to fake it. Fake it till you make, make it, right? Fake it till you make it. You need to act outraged. That's the whole, that's what the game is. You act like you care about things that, honestly, a lot of them probably Yeah, I mean, it definitely, about. it was kind of like a little bourbon ticker, like, oh, Justin Johnson can leave absence for, as he called it, personal challenges. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I saw cocaine going across the ticker on ESPN. I was like, wait, yeah. what? what was that? Like, yeah, exactly. Rewind. Yeah. Who did cocaine? <laughs> it was Dustin Johnson. I, swear, that, I mean, I'm profiling, but when I heard cocaine, an athlete, I wasn't thinking Dustin Johnson. That no. wasn't what I was thinking of. I thought it was going to be like some Roy people my, I got some people in my mind. I wasn't thinking golf. No. <laughs> I got some people in my mind that I thought could have been on it. It wasn't Dustin Johnson. So uh, the whole story to me is kind of crazy. Yeah. So I, I thought it, it was kind of interesting. So I do care about this, obviously, when I'm, we're talking about this with Patrick, just because I just feel like it's being kind of glossed over. Yeah. But the thing is, that's a lot of things in golf. I mean, look at Augusta, we talked about before. I mean, that kind of gets swept over. Dude, golf has this ability to just make stuff go away. I don't know if I'll the never... PGA Tour is some kind of mafia that I don't know about, some secret society of killers that we just ain't familiar with right now. I'm glad you brought up Augusta because until someone handles the fact that they still don't let women and minorities into their country club. I refuse to get all up in arms about Ray Rice. You basically, like, we crushed, enough, Don- yeah. we crushed Donald Sterling. We did. He's I'm a bigot. Him. Yeah. He's a bigot. Augusta National does not let women That's a bunch or minorities. Of in t- you can't be, no matter how much money you have, unless you're Tiger Woods or Condoleezza Rice, you can't be a member because of your skin color or because of your gender. So until we crush them, then, to me, it's all phony. It's all you, fake. I bet you the clubhouse is a crack house. Anyway, that's all the show we got for today, folks. Check us on the web at www.media-timeout.net. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at media underscore timeout. And hit us up on Facebook. Hit the like button.